Junior year high school is when I first auditioned and I didn't make it. <laughs> I didn't make it in that year. You have to be really, really an excellent player, very talented player, and I wasn't at the level. Otto Carrillo plays French horn in the Chicago Symphony Orchestra. He's been with the orchestra for more than 20 years. His parents, who immigrated from Guatemala, were big classical music lovers, and they handed him his first French horn when he was nine. But he was talking about his experience as a teenager when he tried out for the Chicago Youth Symphony Orchestra. It's a selective music program, actually one of the top ones in the country, that offers advanced music instruction for students who want the experience of playing in a full orchestra. I remember the first time I auditioned, the orchestral excerpts that were required of me, I didn't know them that well, so there was no mystery why I didn't get in. He tried out first as a junior, but he didn't make it. Then he tried out again as a senior. This time I felt like I did well. Now, Carrillo's at the top of his profession. So why are we talking about him blowing an audition three decades ago? Well, because Curious City got a question from listener Rochelle Zappia, who wanted to know what it was like to be in a youth orchestra. Well, I never had formal music lessons, partly because I have a fine motor coordination challenge. Rochelle has cerebral palsy, which, as she says, really affects her fine motor coordination. So she wasn't able to play an instrument at the level required for an orchestra. But her father played clarinet professionally, and as a child, her mother taught her how to position her fingers over the piano keys. And throughout my childhood and adolescence, I was always sort of figuring out how to play songs. I'm Curious City producer Jason Mark, and I'm a big music fan. And when I saw Rochelle's question about youth orchestras, I got really excited. I wanted to find out more about the joys and pressures of being an elite young musician. Coming up, we'll hear from Otto Carrillo, and we'll hear from another musician who played in a youth orchestra, viola player Diane Muse. I didn't really know I wanted to go into music until probably my senior year, and I think the Chicago Youth Symphony had a lot to do with that. A lot of these kids, because they were so serious in music, just seemed like a whole different species of human being to me. That's next. This WBEZ podcast is supported by the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Suicide is a topic that hides in the shadows. It's time we talk away the dark, learn how to spot the warning signs for suicide, and how you can have an open, caring, real conversation to help save lives. Visit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention to watch the new short film and learn more at AFSP.org slash talkawaythedark. This WBEZ podcast is supported by Hacia, whose Executive Fellows Program provides Black and Latinx business owners with real-world tools and strategies needed to master fundamental management concepts related to company stability and growth. Registrants learn through one-on-one -on -one executive coaching sessions with subject matter experts in the areas of finance, business development, operations, and legal. More info at HACIAWorks.org. I'm Diane Muse, and I play viola in the Chicago Symphony Orchestra. Diane started playing viola in the fourth grade. The rental company had just 
delivered the instruments to the school where I was at. So I was nine years old then. And it was a warm day. I remember bringing the viola home and um, putting it together, putting the little sponge under the rubber band on the back of the instrument that helps protect the shoulder and make it easier for us to hold it. And my grandmother was looking after us that night and I was figuring out tunes to play. And I, I figured out Twinkle Twinkle Little Star and soon after that Ode to Joy. They were all very basic. Diane kept playing through grade school, junior high. Eventually, when she was a sophomore in high school, she got more serious and decided to try out for the youth orchestra. I had had opportunities to excel earlier, to take a more advanced teacher, say when I was maybe in seventh or eighth grade, but something in me just didn't want to be pushed. I, I don't know why. Maybe I was just, it's a natural <laughs> viola personality out of the limelight, I don't know. She remembers the audition wasn't all that nerve-wracking. I showed up for one of the auditions. It was in a large room, and the conductor then, Dudley Powers, took students one by one to play something prepared and then to sight-read a little bit. She made it in, and it was a pretty big deal. Just about every player in a world-class orchestra like the Chicago Symphony Orchestra played in a high-level youth orchestra at some point during high school. You could compare it to, say, a basketball player. It would be virtually impossible to find someone in the NBA that didn't play for their high school team or one of those high-level travel leagues. But Rochelle wanted to find out what it was like to be in one of these elite youth orchestras. Diane vividly remembers that first rehearsal. It was, wow, the sound. Because I think the very first thing that we played was Berlioz's Benvenuto Cellini Overture. And it was a full orchestra, complete with bassoons, oboes, all the brass, all the percussion, things that you don't normally see in every high school orchestra. And everyone just took right off like they knew what they were doing. These were really accomplished young people, and I was impressed. Otto, who we heard at the very beginning of the episode, also vividly recalled that moment. I remember my first rehearsal, just was blown away by the talent of everybody. You'd think that because it's so tough to get in these elite youth orchestras, the musicians would be competitive. I imagine it was something like in the movies with these serious rivalries and people putting crazy glue into someone's clarinet. But Diane and Otto said... That's not what it was like. To them, the other kids weren't competition. They were motivation. I mean, the fellow players were top-notch. So I learned all sorts of things. It, it's You just can't help getting swept by talent that's around you and wanting to get to that position. So you're trying to strengthen up all those things in your playing. I mostly sensed camaraderie in the youth orchestra. I don't know, I just didn't sense any competition, but we did try out for seatings for each concert and we could be reseated for each concert so Dudley Powers bless him he would listen to every person play their orchestra excerpts and then rank them
This WBEZ podcast is supported by Ravinia, with over 100 concerts under the stars this summer, including Daryl Hall and Elvis Costello, Nora Jones with special guest Mavis Staples, the Beach Boys with special guest John Stamos, Shaggy and TLC, Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit, the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, and more. Their 30-acre park is nestled in a gently wooded area. Bring your own picnic or eat at one of the park restaurants. Tickets available now only at ravinia.org. WVEZ is supported by Chicago Humanities, presenting live events with historians Doris Kearns Goodwin and John Meacham, comedian Reggie Watts and filmmaker Miranda July, and artists Hebrew Brantley and Amanda Williams in conversation, plus MSNBC chief correspondent Ali Velshi on small yet powerful acts of courage throughout history. Tickets for these events and more conversations on arts, culture, and current affairs at chicagohumanities.org. I didn't really know I wanted to go into music until probably my senior year, and I think the Chicago Youth Symphony had a lot to do with that. Even after all these years of practicing and all these years of playing with other talented, dedicated kids, Otto wasn't sure he wanted a life in music. I applied to music schools, and I also applied to schools that were good at liberal arts because I didn't know if I was going to be a musician. I, I thought I was good enough to at least pursue it for a little bit, but I didn't know if I was going to make it as a professional. But just being in such a great group with great music and great instrumentalists, I think that's what really started kicking me into this decision that I made. The music that we played, you know, it was so much fun, and you realize that this is something I would love to be able to do because what better way of, to make a living? So that really inspired me to, to keep going after it and, and get better and better and better. Eventually, he did decide to make it his profession. He joined the CSO in 2000 after playing with several different orchestras around the country. Diane also wasn't sure that her path would be one of a professional musician. I thought I was going to minor or double major or something in art as well. So there, there were talks along those lines. I didn't know what I was going to do in music. I didn't realize I was going to be an orchestra player. I just thought the natural thing was to be a teacher because those were all my role models. That's all I'd ever seen were music teachers. But it was those music teachers, and in particular, CYSO conductor Dudley Powers, who gave her the confidence to take her playing to the next level. My ability to read music was not so great. And he would say things like, um, well, the only way to learn sight reading is just to do it. And I always remember that. And it's like, I, I would start practicing at home to just put up something on the stand that I didn't know and make myself go through it without stopping no matter what. All that practice paid off. Diane did eventually decide she wanted to be a professional musician. She joined the Civic Orchestra of Chicago while still in college at DePaul and became a member of the CSO in 1987. And she says her experience with the youth orchestra really helped her prepare for a life in music. What I got was a very firm foundation of learning how an orchestra goes together, some good ensemble practices, uh, how to listen, how to watch the conductor, and just the awesomeness of how an orchestra sounds when it's all playing together. That was the thing that mostly grabbed me. 
Alan Tingham is the music director of the Chicago Youth Symphony Orchestra, which has been providing kids with the experience of being part of a music ensemble for 75 years. This season, 800 students from Chicago and beyond, some come from Indiana, Michigan, and even as far away as Iowa, are involved in the Chicago Youth Orchestra's on-site and in-school programs. But Tinkham explains that the youth orchestra isn't just about cranking out players for orchestras around the world. Some of these students will go off to major in music and, and some will continue to see success. They will end up in uh, major orchestras of the world or uh, artistic leaders in, in, in other ways. And lots of kids that play in the youth orchestra don't go into music careers at all. It's about half and half. But Tinkham says that's okay because the programs focus on the whole person. When you study music, you're learning philosophy, you're learning history, you're learning so much about people. And then there's the problem solving, the learning to practice, the learning to, how do I master this technical passage? How fast should I do this? What is the best way to break this down into its component parts? And what advice do our two professional musicians have for someone who wants to go after a spot in a youth orchestra? or even take it further? If the wish is there, by all means pursue it. You don't have to become a lifelong musician. Just enjoy the experience, enjoy the friendships, enjoy the work, whatever it is you get out of it. Yeah, I, I'd say to go after it as much as you can, as hard as you can. It's a competitive field, no doubt about it. And if they're really driven and focused and dedicated, you can achieve a lot, if you really pursue something, it'll help you out in anything, really, because you have to put yourself out there. There are a number of performances by members of the Chicago Youth Symphony Orchestra coming up next month, several of which are free. Find out more at CYSO.org. Curious City is supported by the Conan Family Foundation and is produced by me, Adriana Cardona Magigad is our reporter. Maggie Sivet is our digital and engagement producer. Asia Singleton is our intern. And Alexandra Solomon edits the show. I'm Jason Mark. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you back here next week. Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.